Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Sabbath Services. Well, here we are. Time marches on. We're ready to get to August, then September, and then October with the Feast of Tabernacles. And we're all looking forward to it. And isn't it something? While the world is doing what it's doing, it really doesn't understand what is happening. And it's exactly like it says in the book of Revelation, that Satan the devil is deceiving the whole world. Now that means everyone except those who have the Holy Spirit of God and who stay alert. That's why there lies in everything, in every place. That's why we're having the troubles that we're having now. God's hand of correction is on America. And there are some people trying to do some of the things that are right. But will that be enough to turn it around? Everything's being presented that it is good for us. Now, the World Economic Forum, which is very interesting, run by Klaus Schmidt and others, and I have a report that I haven't confirmed, but it is said that even the daughter of Billy Graham praised the World Economic Forum. Now, the World Economic Forum is the group that is trying to bring in the one world government. And the one world government is going to be so beneficial. And it probably won't happen until after a worldwide collapse of everything. So their proposition is this. No one will own property. All of the billionaires and the investors in the world will own everything, and the only thing you can do is rent it. And they want to take away as many cars as they can from people and put them in buses, trains, and bicycles to save the world from climate catastrophe. And they're trying to go as much what they call renewable energy as possible. And I saw a special last night where an expert said that none of the devices that they have invented and are using for electricity, like the panels, sun panels, and the windmills, they cannot run 
without petroleum. So if they want to get rid of all petroleum, what they want to do is put everybody back into the class of serfs in the Dark Ages. Okay? Now, let's go on forward and see something. Remember what I've said. The one world system cannot be instituted without the false prophet. You've got to have the false prophet because he will be the one to help persuade religions to get involved in it. So let's come back here to Revelation 13 and let's examine it again and let's see where it's heading. And let's see how powerful that this chapter is. Okay? Now, they want to make it look like that all the people in the world are helping to bring this about when they're not. Okay? So that's what described right here in verse 1. And I, that's John, stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. Okay? Now, we know that the waters picture Revelation 17, peoples, nations, languages, and so forth. Okay? Having seven heads and ten horns. Now, this is always a sign of Satan the devil. That's his system. And on his horns, ten crowns, and upon his heads the names of blasphemy. Now that means against God, against Christ, against the word of God, against the principles in the Bible, against what the Bible tells us is true. That's why they're trying to redefine everything. Yet, they can't define what a woman is. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Now, these are the beasts from Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 7. Okay? So there are these systems being integrated with one another. And these go back to the ancient systems that was around when Babylon the first was here. And everything in the world today is in the system called Babylon the Great. First one like a leopard, his feet are the feet of a bear, his mouth the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his throne and his great authority. Now, understand this. Look at what it says. Gave him his power. Now, remember the temptation of Christ by Satan the devil. Okay? Hold your place here and let's go back to Luke 4 and see that. Okay? Because this becomes important. When it says that Satan gave him his power, that's quite a thing. 
Also, as we're turning to Luke 4, let's, let's also realize that Jesus said that Satan has his kingdom. And what is his kingdom? On the earth. Verse 5. Luke 4 and verse 5. Then the devil led him into a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, what is that? That's Satan's kingdom. Think of that. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this authority or power and the glory of them, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I desire. Okay? That's quite a statement, see? Therefore, if you will worship me in my presence, all things shall be yours. So this is why we can say with definite clarity from the scriptures that everything about the World Economic Forum and the change that is coming and everything that's been in the world and why you look at world history and it's so fractured with wars and terrible things that go on, it's because it's Satan's kingdom. And he gives it to whoever worships him. So you start looking at that. And then you tie this in with Ezekiel 28. Let's come back here to Ezekiel 28. Let's read it. Okay. Ezekiel 28. What was one of the great sins of Satan the devil? Okay. We'll see it. Ezekiel 28. Verse 12, son of man, lift up a lamentation over the king of Tyre. Now, there's the prince of Tyre above, and he says that he's like God. I sit in the seat of God. Verse 2, now the king of Tyre then is not the prince. Okay, let's read verse 2. Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, thus says the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you have said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet you are a man and not God, though you set your heart as the heart of a God. Behold, You're wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from you. Okay? Your wisdom and your understanding. You have made riches for yourself and have gotten gold and silver into your treasuries. And by your great wisdom and by your trade, you have multiplied your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. Okay? Then he says, Verse 6, therefore thus says the Lord God, because you have set your heart 
as a God. Now, isn't that what Satan is declared to be in the New Testament? So this is talking about Satan as the power behind the prince and behind the king, which is prophetic. Now, you need to read the book by, or the booklet by Duncan McLeod about does the Bible really say this? And he shows that the prophecies against Tyre were carried out over a process of 300 years. Not all at once. Even though when you read some of these things in the Bible, it looks like it's going to appear and take place all at once, but it doesn't. Verse 7, Behold, therefore I will bring strangers upon you, the most ruthless of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom, and they shall defile your brightness, and they shall bring you down to the pit. Now, where's Satan going? Think about it for a minute. Now, the pit here is the grave, but where is Satan going? He's going into the abyss, Revelation 20, right? Okay, there it is. And you shall die of those slain in the midst. Now, the king would die, the prince would die, but not Satan. Okay, let's go on. Yet say before him who kills you, I'm a god. Oh, don't kill me. I'm a god. Don't you know that? (laughs) But you're a man and not God. And in the hand of him who kills you, you shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken, says the Lord God. Now, those are some pretty powerful words. And we're going to see in type this also applies to the beast of Revelation 13. Okay? Now let's continue on right here in Ezekiel 28. Son of man, lift up a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You seal up the measure of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Now that's what Lucifer was before he rebelled. Okay. You have been in Eden, the garden of God. Now stop there for just a minute. Let's talk about the garden of God. Garden of God, the garden of Eden, who was in there? Huh? Adam, Eve, God, and the serpent. No one else. Because there was no one else. Adam and Eve had not yet had any children. God did not create any more human beings. So if it says, you've been in a garden of God, okay, the garden of Eden, that's talking about the one who became Satan. Continuing now. 
Every precious stone was your covering, the ruby, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the oinox, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, and the emerald and gold. The workmanship of your settings and of your sockets was prepared in you in the day that you were created. This is how we know that Satan was a created being. Okay. You were the anointed cherub that covers right up there, right next to God. Okay. And I have set you so. You were on the holy mountain or upon the holy mountain of God. You have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Now, that's how that the platform was, or we can say where God's throne is. Okay. Now, notice verse 15. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you. Now, how does all this iniquity come about? And we know from Isaiah 14 that he wanted to be like the Most High. Okay? So let's read it. By the multitude of your merchandise. Okay? Look at the financial system in the world today. Okay? Look where it's going. What has happened to every single financial system that has been in the world? Sooner or later, they collapse. Now, we're at the point in America, and we don't know how quickly that it can be brought about. But the ones who are behind it Remember the four who owned the world? Remember them? Can you name them? Let's try it. Okay? Rothschild. Rockefeller. Soros. Blackrock. And you can add the fifth one in there, Bill Gates and company. They're the ones who control the whole economic world, and it's based upon debt. It's not based upon real wealth. And Satan always does this. In these economic systems, he gives it out so people prosper. And then he causes them to sin, and it all collapses. That's where we are today. And look at the bills that are in the Senate today trying to spend more and more and more and more and more money. What everyone there in the Senate ought to do is go back and read the history of the Weimar Republic. Because they had a currency that was not backed with gold or silver and was not real currency. And it came to the point 
that in order to buy a loaf of bread, you had to have a wheelbarrow of paper money. And it got so bad and inflation was running so fast that they had to let the workers out early so they could take the money home so their wives could go buy groceries before it went so high that by the evening you didn't have any money left that you could pay for whatever you could get. Now, could that happen here? Little sidebar, little warning for everyone. I don't know about you, But the ones who have been putting away gold and silver for the coming collapse of the dollar are going to be the only ones who will survive this onslaught that is coming. But most people can't do that. Why? Because Satan has it so. Everyone must spend their money in his system. Okay, let's go on. By the multitude of your merchandise, they have filled the midst of you with violence and you have sinned. Therefore, I will cast you as profane from the mountain of God. When did that happen? See, that's one thing a lot of people forget today. Satan still has access to God. Revelation 12 is when he's cast down. Okay. I will destroy you. Now, destroy you can also mean bring to nothing. Okay. Have you ever heard anyone say, oh, my life is destroyed, but they're still alive, right? Now, what are they talking about? They're talking about that whatever their life was financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, have been so violated that they feel like they're destroyed, but they're still living, okay? Same way with Satan the devil. He is not going to be destroyed by not existing, so you'll have to come to the seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles and find out what his final punishment will be. And that's quite amazing, Verse 17, for your heart was lifted up because of your beauty and you have corrupted your wisdom by the reason of your brightness. I will cast you to the ground and lay you before kings that they may behold you. And that's what we're going to do. When Satan is put into the abyss, we'll see him go there by the multitude of your iniquities and by the unrighteousness of your trade, you have profaned your sanctuaries. Therefore, I have brought a fire upon your midst. It shall devour you. I will bring you down to ashes to the earth before the eyes of all who see you. Okay? Now then, the king of Tyre, the beast, is going to what? What's going to happen to the beast and the false prophet? They're going to be cast into the lake of fire, right? Okay. So that takes care of the physical people. But what about Satan, the devil? Just shortly after that, 
He's cast into the abyss by an angel who has a large chain to bind him and seal him in the abyss. Okay? So this is telling us all of that. All who know you among the people shall be astonished at you. You became a terror and you will not be any more. Okay? He's going to be removed. Okay? Now then, let's come back here to Revelation 13. Let's understand that the financial system, the governmental system, and the religious system of the world, that's what the 666 represents. The best of man. Government, finance, and religion. Okay? Now, let's see how this is going to come. Verse 3, And I saw one of the heads, as it were, slain to death, but his deadly wound was healed. And the whole earth was amazed and followed the beast. Now, you can see how that is today. Look at how people get swept up in these movements. Huh? It's going to be an astonishing thing. And they worship the dragon. Now, all of the problems that are going to come upon the church at this time means that we better be strong because we're headed for martyrdom. All right? Now, that's not a pleasant thing to say, and that's not something that people like to hear. But it's happened in the past. Wasn't Christ martyred? Yes, indeed. So if he was, should we not ask him for help and strength so if it comes upon us, we can be strong? Because we don't know. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast who has the power to make war against him? So they're going to come up with some kind of weapon that's going to make it impossible to make war against him. Okay? Now then. And a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy was given to him and authority was given to him to continue 42 months. That's after the wound was healed. Okay? At that time, this is when The martyrdom of the saints is going to occur. This next verse is when the great tribulation begins. Okay? Right here. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven. And he was given power to make war against the saints. Now, Come over here to chapter 12. Here it talks about those few from the church who are going to go to a place of safety. Let's pick it up in verse 13. And when the dragon saw he was cast down to the earth, okay, that matches with what we read in Ezekiel 28 and what we just read in Revelation 13. 
he persecuted the woman who had brought forth the man-child. And two wings of a great eagle were given to the woman that she might fly to her place in the wilderness. Now that will be a place of safety. The world in Christianity looks upon this as the rapture. Millions will be raptured. And they're all told, oh, when the tribulation comes, you don't have to worry because you will be raptured away. No, you won't. See, you won't be raptured away at all. Okay? Let's read on. Where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time from the face of the serpent. Okay? That's three and a half years. And that's when the great tribulation begins. And the serpent cast water out of his mouth as a river so that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river that the dragon had cast out of his mouth. Then the dragon was furious with the woman. Now notice what comes next. And went to make war with the rest of her seed. Now, King James says, remnant. Remnant in English means the few who remain. But that's not true. It's the few who go to a place of safety. And why are they going to go to a place of safety as physical human beings? What was the promise of Christ concerning his church? He said what? He would build his church and the gates of the grave would never prevail against it. So this is to specifically fulfill the word of Jesus Christ. Not to take millions of people away in a rapture. Isn't going to happen. Okay. Notice. And he went to make war with the rest of her seed who didn't go to a place of safety, who keep the commandments of God. Now, do the Protestants keep the commandments of God? Hardly. Do the Catholics? No. Any of the other pagan religions keep the commandments of God? No. Okay. And have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So it's going to be something. When that comes, because it says here, he was given power to make war against the saints. Doesn't it say Satan is the one who's making the war? Who's empowering the beast to make war against the people of God? Satan the devil. Okay. Now, we will be tested. Will we be faithful to death? Hmm? That's a question. Now, it talks about those in Revelation 12. Let's read that. Let's just put it all together here. Okay. Revelation 20. Revelation 20 in verse 4. Okay. After Satan's put into the abyss, 
And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and the word of God. Now, beheaded. They have guillotines today. Let me give you a little sidebar that many people do not know concerning what happened during World War II and the Nazi regime in Germany, and then afterwards, after Germany was defeated, okay? They killed people with a guillotine. And there's, there was a master guillotine operator. And after the war, he was arrested. But he wasn't sent to prison. What did they do with him? This is unbelievable, but true. They hired him to run his guillotine to take off the heads of those that were convicted by the Nuremberg trial. So he continued in his job of cutting off heads. Okay. The only good thing about cutting off heads, it's over quickly. Okay. If you could say that's a good thing. Okay. So he makes war against the saints. And to overcome them, now back here to chapter 13 and verse 7. He was given power to make war against the saints and to overcome them. Now, they're going to be able to know where anybody on earth is at any time. They're setting up the system right now. See? No one's going to hide. No one's going to get away. That's why if they're true Christians and they're still in their physical bodies and they're taken to a place of safety, they have to be protected. And then Satan is angry and comes back and makes war with the rest of the saints. They're going to know why. Well, we'll talk about it in just a minute because it's going to be evident, see. And years ago when I brought up the possibility of it, some people said, oh, no, that'll never be. Hey, you know what they can do to find people today? Hmm? especially if they have the cell phone. They can track it down anywhere. And they're putting up more and more and more and more and more satellites so they can track down anybody anywhere. One good side sidebar on this that's going to be good. As long as we have the means and the ability, we will be able to use those satellites to preach the gospel. So we need to all be rededicated to what we need to be doing so we can do it at the time we need to do it. The Catholics aren't going to do it. The Jews aren't going to do it. The Protestants are not going to do it. And if we in the churches of God are not ready and ready to do it and ready to preach it and ready to tell the world exactly what it's all about, then what are we doing? Why are we here? See? Okay, now let's continue on here. 
And he was given authority over every tribe and language and nation and all who dwell on the earth will worship him because he will be labeled as God manifested in the flesh because he came back to life. And the one who made it possible will be the false prophet. And he will come from Rome. Now, we'll talk about that a little bit here. Okay. Now, notice. Whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. Now, the book of life from the of the Lamb was operable at the foundation of the world. Not that people's names were put in there before they even existed. See? Because what does it tell us we have to do as saints? How can it be that names of people were in there written from the foundation of the world? Where was their faith? Where was their overcoming? Where was their living like Christ wanted them to live? Where was keeping the commandments and all of that together? It wouldn't have been there. So you have to understand what it means from the foundation of the world. It's the book of life that was there from the foundation of the world. Not that your name was in it at the foundation of the world, but that it is put in there when you are baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? So he says, if anyone has an ear, let him hear. Okay? Now, let's finish verse 10. If anyone gathers into captivity, he shall go into captivity. If anyone kills with his sword, he must be killed with his sword. Here's the endurance and patience of the saints. And that means they endure whatever comes along. Okay? So we know that these times are coming. Now, where's the book? Here it is. Okay? Since we'll be talking about the papacy after the break, I want to tell you about a very interesting book. It's called... In the Closet of the Vatican. Now, what is this book? Now, I got this a number of years ago, and I read the whole thing. Okay? Now, let's come over here to Revelation 17. Let's read it. Okay? And even the Roman Catholic Church calls itself a woman. Okay? So let's read it. And one of the seven angels who had the seven vials came and spoke with me, saying to me, Come here. I will show you the judgment of the great horror who sits upon many waters 
with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, okay, and those who dwell on the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication, okay? Now, why use fornication, okay? Do you know much about the history of the Vatican? Well, you ought to read it. You know much about the history of the Catholic Church? Okay. What they do? Okay. Now then, it's always been the same. Like I mentioned several messages ago that I saw, I saw a program after they had passed the law to, to do away with Roe versus Wade. And for all of those out there, you hear the Protestants saying, oh, this is a great victory of God. Yes, it is. But that's only a partial victory. Because there's still abortion. They say, oh, abortion has been thrown out. No, it has to go to every state before it's thrown out in the states, and many of them will will keep abortion. And they're even saying, now get this, that they want to put up tents on federal property so women can get abortions. Huh? Why not quit having illicit sex? Try that for a change. I guarantee you, you won't get pregnant. Okay? Now, This book documents that the Vatican, the hierarchy, those who work there, because he interviewed cardinals and prelates, they are all homosexuals. And the older men have younger assistants. And doesn't that make a fine arrangement? And the author of this book was chosen to write it because he himself is a homosexual. Okay? Now then. When we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you another astonishing thing that just happened with the Pope. So see you in 20 minutes.